What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Built with Beck, your health and fitness podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Naveed, and if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you probably know that my kind of go-to topics, if you will, tend to be the more educational side of nutrition and fitness. That is where my heart lies in educating people on the basics of their fitness journey because I think that education is ultimately what empowers us the most, right? Understanding, hey, you are just as capable of reaching your fitness goals as the next person. You are not down and out because of your genetics or because of where you've been in your fitness journey. And you know, by understanding some of the basics and breaking down what really leads to success, I think is what creates the most sustainable success. With that being said, this week's episode is going to be pretty different from other episodes. So if you are listening to this for the first time and you're like, who the heck is this girl? Why is she talking about her own fitness journey for an entire podcast episode, I would definitely encourage you to check out some other episodes first if you're wanting to learn more to apply to your own journey, but I also think that it can be really valuable to kind of hear real time what people are doing in their fitness journey, especially people who take their fitness super seriously or who do this for work like myself. So I thought this would be kind of fun. Um, Honestly, I'm in kind of a pivotal time in my fitness journey right now and I've had a lot of changes recently in my fitness journey and just kind of my thought process behind it and so I thought this would be a a fun time to like share and go a little bit more in depth in a podcast episode. I've shared bits and pieces in different episodes you know about pieces of my history with fitness or my relationship with food or things that I struggled with when I got into training and things like that And I believe it was my first podcast episode. I did kind of go through my fitness journey. But other than that, I haven't done much long form discussion over what I'm doing now. And I know I love hearing about what other people are up to in their journeys, whether it be fitness or just personal in general. And so I thought this would be fun Um, by the time this has come out early October, I will have already shared on my Instagram story that, you know, the changes that I'm making in my fitness journey. But You can never go as long form on Instagram as you can somewhere like a podcast. So I hope that you enjoy getting to hear kind of where I'm at right now with my fitness journey in this episode. If you've got any questions or if any of my journey resonates with you or sparks interest or questions in you, I would love to hear from you. I always leave my contact information and my Instagram in the show notes. I love, love, love getting to hear from people who listen to the podcast. Um, It's just fun getting to hear like who this reaches, who finds it, whether it be on the internet, it's recommended, or whether you just have always listened to the podcast. I so appreciate getting to connect with you all there. So just a little heads up. I didn't make any notes for this episode. Typically, I've got kind of like a, a skeleton outline of what I want to cover or you know, kind of outlining my plans for each episode, but this one really is just going to be me sitting down and kind of walking you through the past couple of months and my fitness journey and where it's led me today, end of September, start of October, 2022. So let's take it back a couple of months. Let's just go to the start of 2022. We'll pick up in January. So in January of this year, I was in the like heat of wedding planning. If you don't already know, I got married in June. We got engaged 
in October of 2021. So we had about eight months of an engagement before my husband and I got married in June. We got married out of state from where both of us live. Like it was a destination wedding. Just after the wedding, um, I would actually be moving to a different city where my boyfriend was living. So I was experiencing a season with a lot of upcoming change. Also in January, um, so you know, I was about like halfway through the engagement period, planning the wedding and all of the things. I was also in the process of some really exciting and scary <laughs> growth within my business, which is my nutrition and personal training company. I had hired two people in January, my first ever hires, and I hired two people. Um, but then just in my personal life, it was a season of a lot of stress. And I had just some other factors going on in my personal life that made me feel overwhelmed, to say the least. And I'm sure this will resonate with you if you've ever been through a season of overwhelm, not just like, oh, this was a really stressful week, or oh, that day at work was really hard, but like those extended months where it just feels like everything is too much. You know what I mean? This is not me complaining in any way about wedding planning or my business growing. Those are positive stressors and stressors that I kind of used as an outlet, stressors that I enjoyed and I looked forward to. But on top of an already stressful time, just in my personal life where I was walking through kind of a difficult season, there were moments where it just felt like I don't know what to do, right? Like I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know where to put my energy. I don't feel like I have the energy. And although my career is in the health and fitness world, and although this is my career because I love health and fitness and I love taking care of myself and I love learning about nutrition and learning about fitness and I love gaining strength and working out, like I genuinely love these things. My nutrition and my fitness specifically, like my workouts and my training took quite the hit. Now at the time in January, I was actually in the early stages of a cut. I was in a fat loss phase, a calorie deficit, whatever you want to call it, which had been in the plans for a while. I had planned on doing a dieting phase leading into the wedding for, you know, a few months at that point. And so I was a couple weeks into my cut and the cut was going well, wedding planning was going well, getting ready to move was going well, but I just had stress. I was feeling overwhelmed. I was really struggling personally. And so again, although there were a lot of positive um, and exciting things going on in my life, at the same time, I was personally in a hard place. I was just I was just struggling. Like I was just having a hard time doing things that normally took zero effort, doing things that normally were things I looked forward to doing. And I saw this manifest really, really clearly for the first time in my workouts. I don't know about you, um, but when I am stressed or when I'm struggling, I am not the kind of person that can like take it out on the weights. I'm not the type of person that like sweats it out or goes to the gym and just like 
has the best workout out of rage or out of frustration. Like when I am feeling low, my physical body feels it. I feel my anxiety. I feel stress very physically. I always have since I was younger. Um, I will get physically sick to my stomach and if I'm really stressed. I will not sleep if I have something on my mind. I have zero appetite. And especially as far as working out is concerned, I feel weak when I am in a hard season. I feel like everything is 10 times heavier, literally and metaphorically. Um, But no, I just really struggle with the working outside of things when I'm not in a good headspace. And I saw this really become prevalent in the like winter of 2022, or I guess like, you know, 2021 leading into 2022. So in January and in February was kind of a, a tough time for me to hit my protocols, to take my fitness seriously, I kind of just felt like I have too many areas in my life where I just need to keep my head above water. Like I need to make sure that my new, um, like coworkers, I need to make sure that like my new assistant coach, my virtual assistant, I need to make sure that they're having the best possible onboarding experience. I need to make sure that I'm serving them well as a boss and as like a colleague. I need to make sure that my clients are getting the coach that they signed up for. I need to make sure that, you know, the wedding planning doesn't slip through the cracks or that I'm not missing anything getting ready to move. There were just a lot of things that in my mind at that time took precedence over going to the gym five times a week and lifting weights, which is something I'd been doing for so long. I've always lifted five times a week. And so something that had become so ingrained in my routine of like, wake up, go for a morning walk, do a little bit of work and go to the gym. I felt like by the time I'd even just finished a walk, like it took everything out of me. And so I don't want to go too much in detail and like take this episode too slowly, but just to give you context, the first couple of months of 2022 were really difficult in my fitness journey. And I found myself getting frustrated with myself thinking like, this is literally my job. Why can't I take the same advice I've been giving to my clients? Like, why am I struggling so hard to get into the gym? Why am I getting to the gym and then like not lifting the same as I was? Why do my workouts not leave me feeling energized? Like, why do they make me feel so frustrated? Why am I feeling so down? And I found myself really like almost spiraling as far as like my workouts were going to where they quit being a source of stress release and they quit being a source of empowerment and they started making me feel really frustrated and um, confused, honestly, of like, okay, I'm used to having like an off week or an off lift, but like, why is this month, like why has it been weeks since I've had a good workout? Why am I dreading going to the gym even though I normally love going to the gym? And like, why am I feeling overwhelmed when I used to feel empowered? And just all of these thoughts going through my mind where I eventually just had to be honest with myself and say, okay, it's not helping me to set these intense standards or I guess these standards that felt intense at the time of like, go to the gym five times a week, hit PRs as often as you can, like, you know, hit low weigh-ins in your deficit, like basically perform as if I were at my best when I honestly was not at my best. And I took me a couple of weeks, but I had to just accept like, I'm not in a season right now where I can expect myself to perform as if I have no other responsibilities in life. And if I know that working out and exercise and taking care of my body, I know for a fact that that is good for me. I know for a fact that it's going to help me respond better to stress in my life. 
And I know that it is important to me. Even if I don't feel it in the moment, I know that that is a core value of mine of like taking care of my physical body. That is something that I really do truly care about to my core. And so I had these truths, you know, that I could hold on to. And at the same time, I could understand like, I'm just not in a place right now where this can be my priority. And if I make it my priority, I'm setting myself up to be disappointed and frustrated. And so I went through a period where I was just adapting my goals. And instead of going to the gym five times a week and aiming for PRs and doing the same as I would normally be doing, I ended up just taking things one day at a time. And for a period, I told myself, I'm going to go to the gym three days a week. I don't care what I do when I get to the gym. It doesn't matter if I go to the gym, I walk for five minutes and I stretch, or if I go and I crush a usual workout. It doesn't matter. I'm putting myself in the environment of being in the gym and I am going to do something and then I can leave whenever I want. And like I had to honestly lower the barrier to entry. I had to lower the bar so much just to get myself in the gym so that no matter what I did when I got to the gym, I was proud of myself because I had just done it. I had reached my goal, right? And so I'm not saying like, hey, if you don't feel like reaching your goal, just lower the goal, make it easier. That's not what I'm saying. Um, And if you want to learn more about at least my stance on discipline and self-control and strategies for managing the two, where that comes into play, definitely check out last week's episode on self-control because I go through some strategies here and kind of walk through that as well. But at least in my experience this past year, and this is something that I've gone through with a lot of my clients as well and in their lives, there will likely be seasons where you just can't realistically hold yourself to the same standard that you normally would. And so instead of just continually setting yourself up to be frustrated and disappointed, I personally think it is in your best interest for your physical, but mostly your mental health to like set a realistic goal, lower the bar, accomplish that goal numerous times, build yourself back up. And then when the time comes, you can get back into it. Right. And so I'd spent a couple of weeks, honestly, probably like two or three months where I was just like putting myself in the gym. So I could say that I did doing something. I did a lot of just like fun, full body workouts where I'd be like, okay, I'm going to do two leg exercises, um, two or three like upper body exercises. And then I'll finish with like, you know, an arm workout or I'll finish with like something. I was basically doing like five or six exercises, full body, whatever I felt like doing in the moment. I wasn't tracking my weights. I wasn't like intentionally hitting PRs. I was literally just getting in there to move my body and make myself like feel accomplished. And it helped. It definitely did help. And so I can happily say, especially once Daniel and I got married and I moved and I kind of closed that chapter of my life and felt like I started a new one, I have like turned a major corner in just like letting go of a lot of the stress and overwhelm that I was walking through at the time. And so if you can picture, okay, that was January in the midst of like a tough season up until June where I truly felt like things had taken a change. Um, That's about six months. You know what I mean? And six months in a fitness journey is not everything. It's not like you're going to reach your end goal in six months, but it's also not nothing. And I had taken at that point about like six to eight months of 
really lighter training, um, being a little bit more lax with my nutrition. I didn't really end up following through with the with the dieting phase all the way through because it was just more stress um, that I was placing on myself. And I was more so in a position of just like, let's get through this season, let's move, let's start a new chapter, and then I can start fresh in June. And so moving to a new city towards the end of June – I'm now here. I'm like, okay, great. This is a new chapter. I'm feeling like a renewed sense of motivation and excitement for my fitness journey, but I'd be lying if I said I didn't still have that, like, I don't know, like that voice in the back of my head of like, what if I feel the same way? Like, what if things are still tough? What if I'm not enjoying my time in the gym? Like, what if I still keep struggling even in a new season? With the move, there was still a lot of change within my business of, okay, I had never taken two weeks off of work before. I'd never taken any time off of work since I started my coaching company. And so coming off of taking two weeks fully away from the business, moving, all of the things, like there was still just a lot of change. And so I preemptively, proactively, preventatively almost, um, still kind of wanted to ease myself back into being really diligent with my training because I didn't want to feel those feelings of burnout and that just like exhaustion. It felt like I was exhausted to my bones leading into the wedding of just like, I don't, I can't push myself right now. Like I just kind of knew I was in that place where like pushing myself wasn't going to help. And although I was getting, you know, into this new chapter, getting settled and I was excited at the thought of pushing myself with, with my fitness journey, with a goal again, I was still a little bit nervous, I think, to fully commit. And so for the first couple of weeks at home, maybe like the first three weeks or so, I was easing back into like getting diligent with my food, tracking my intake again, um, looking for a new gym to join. I hadn't had a gym in about like a month or two between the move and canceling an old membership and things like that. And so I was just trying to get myself excited about my own fitness again because I think when maybe, you know, if you're a small business owner or if you have like a little side hustle kind of thing, this will resonate with you. But I've been thinking a lot about like hobbies and without getting too far on a tangent, my hobby has turned into my business, right? Like my hobby used to be coaching on the side for fun, like learning about nutrition and taking courses for fun, working out for fun. That was my hobby, which is now work for me. And so that's something that I've been wrestling with in the in recent months of like, I need now, I feel like I need a new hobby. <laughs> you know, I need something that is fun now because although I still love working out and taking courses and things, it's now more in like the work bucket of my life. And so anyways, I was just kind of trying to get back into my own fitness as a hobby, trying to love it again, coming up with fun workouts, not really following too strict of a plan until I found a gym that I, you know, was settling with. And so, you know, fast forward through July, um, maybe like the end of July at this point, I'm like, all right, I found my gym. I'm super happy here. Work is settling back down. I've got more of a semblance of some routine here in my life. I'm ready to get back into my workouts. And so I think since I had taken so, well, it felt like I had taken so many steps backwards in terms of my fitness progress, in terms of my lifting and stuff. That was like my first kind of goal for getting back into a routine was just like, hey, yeah, I'll be mindful of my food. Like I'll make sure I'm eating enough, but like I just want to feel strong again. I hadn't felt strong in so many months at this point. And that was something that used to really empower me. And it used to give me like such a rush feeling strong, building strength. And so that was my number one goal. I was like, I know I need this. 
Like I need to feel capable. I need to feel confident. Did I still have like fat loss goals that I wanted to achieve since I'd kind of dropped off that cut? Yeah, of course. I like, I wasn't where I wanted to be in my physique because I hadn't been working at that same place, you know, like I hadn't been working as hard. And so I gave myself grace there and I knew like, Hey, there's always time to visit a fat loss phase. That's not going anywhere, but that doesn't always make me feel empowered. Getting smaller, um, dieting, being really strict with like food and saying no to things or, you know, being intentional like that. It's not always empowering for me, but lifting and getting stronger is. And so that was my first priority when I got back into my routine. And so I'd say from about the mid to late July through now, through September, so all of August, all of September, and then basically all of July as well. So probably about like three solid months where my number one focus was just lifting again and falling in love with lifting again, getting into a gym that I loved um, and all of the things. And I have, I'm very happy um, with the gym that I found with my routine here. I'm happy with my job. I'm in a really solid place and I have been now for a couple of uh, months. And so with that, there's always still the voice in the back of my head that's like, okay, but what's next? What's next? Um, I personally thrive with a challenge. I thrive with very specific goals. I love having tasks to accomplish. I love checking things off a list. I do really well with specific challenging targets. Um, I love it. I love being challenged in that way. And so since I hadn't had that for a while, part of me was kind of itching to get back into something. So now I've taken you through basically my entire 2022 as far as my fitness journey is concerned. So now this lands us at the end of September, right? So my husband, Daniel, is in medical school, if you did not already know that from my Instagram. Um, So he is not in the fitness world professionally by any means, but he does like really enjoy and care about health and fitness as well. And that's always been kind of like a commonality between us. That's always been something that we've bonded and like connected over is our love for like exercise, working out, eating healthy. And it's something that we really enjoy doing together as a couple. We enjoy working out together. We enjoy like cooking healthy meals. Um, It's just like something that we both really care about and prioritize in our life. And so we were having a conversation in like over the past couple of weeks, I guess, but really prevalently over the past like a week or two. Um, And he was just kind of in a place similar to me where because school is busy and things have picked up and I feel like when you're a student, especially in continuing education, I'm sure this resonates with those of you who've done postgraduate degrees, it's easy to let your schooling take over all of your time, right? Because there's always more things that need to be done. I think that's very similar to running a business. There's always stuff that needs to be done. Like it doesn't matter when I clock out, I'm not done. I'm never done. There's always stuff to do. And same goes when you're a student, right? There's always more to study. There's always more to do. And so I think we'd both just kind of been feeling like I want some goal to reach that's outside of work or school for both of us. And we wanted like something specific. We kind of wanted to challenge ourselves. We just wanted that feeling again of like, oh yeah, I'm working hard for something that's just for me. It's not about school. It's not about work. This is just a personal goal for me. And so I've like been hesitant to share about this because I think there's a lot of misconceptions and I think that this is kind of a polarizing topic for some, but Daniel started bringing up the idea of doing 75 hard. 
Now, 75 Hard, if you are unaware, is basically a 75-day challenge created by a Marine where you incorporate like five goals that you basically set yourself, you commit yourself to these five goals for 75 days, no ifs, ands, or buts. There is no wiggle room. You don't change anything. Um, You have to reach these five goals every single day. So I'll read the goals for you if you're unsure what this is. Goal number one, you pick a diet or some type of nutrition plan, protocol, whatever. You pick your own and you stick to it. There is no days off, no any of that. The one like rule, I guess, within the nutrition goal, because you set it yourself though, but the one rule for everyone is there's no alcohol included. So you set any diet that you want for yourself, no days off. The second goal then is you read 10 pages of a nonfiction book every single day. Goal number three is you drink a gallon of water every day. Goal number four is you take a progress photo every day. And goal number five is you do two 45-minute workouts per day, one of which must be outside. And the idea is you can commit yourself to anything for 75 days. And this is just about, you know, making up your mind, committing to a challenge, and following through, not letting yourself off easy. And if you miss a day, if you miss one goal for one day, you have to start over. So it is pretty intense. And I already mentioned that this is somewhat polarizing topic, especially in the fitness community, because there is a lot of pushback against um, like elimination diets or really restrictive dieting plans or the all or nothing mindset, which I agree with 100%. I do not think that everyone benefits from cutting out all of these foods and going super, super hard for a small amount of time and then assuming that that window of restriction will offset years of terrible diet and lifestyle practices. That's that's my stance. Like if you think that doing 75 days of eating well is going to change the past 10 years of treating your body like a garbage can, you're mistaken. You're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up for a rebound. You're setting yourself up for disappointment. That's not what 75 hard is for. But on the other hand, I think something like 75 hard can be really beneficial if you're like, yeah, I I want a challenge. I want to commit myself to something. I want to do a competition with my friends. Like if you realize that this can be about habit formation, this can just be about challenging yourself. This can be to committing yourself to a difficult goal and following through. I think that's awesome. Um, And maybe not everyone will agree with me and that's totally okay. You don't need to do it. This is not something that I encourage uh, or like make my clients do by any means. I'm all about those gradual lifestyle changes. Um, But if you're the type of person who's like, man, I'm itching for a challenge. I'm itching for a goal. I just want to push myself. I think a challenge like 75 hard can be really fun and exciting. So Daniel had been telling me, I want to do 75 hard, I think, because I want like a challenge. I want to do something outside of school. It would just feel so good to like push myself again. And he does work out pretty consistently. Um, He does eat well pretty consistently, but he hadn't really been pushing himself in any of those areas. And so at first I was like, yeah, go for it. (laughs) I was like, you do it. Um, I'll support you. Like I'll help you out as best I can. I exercise outside. Like I go for an outdoor, like power walk literally for 30 minutes every single day, even if it's a rest day. So I told him, I was like, and he he never goes outside for his workouts. And so I was like, if you 
go outside, you know, when you have those kinds of exercises, like I'll totally go with you. Um, I'll cook, you know, whatever types of meals would help you. I typically eat pretty healthy anyways. And so, um, you know, I was like, yeah, let's do it. We both like read in the evenings, um, before we go to bed anyway. So I was like, yeah, I will definitely support you in this. Like, I love that you want to have a specific goal. And so as we keep talking about it, I'm like, man, like, I kind of want to do it with him. Like maybe not 75 hard, but like I want to set some kind of goal for me. I think that I'm in a place where this might be really good for me right now, not something that just makes me feel discouraged or frustrated. And so I told him on maybe Saturday or Sunday of, you know, this past week, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to do it with you. I'm not doing like full on 75 hard um, because I was like, I don't lift every single day. I don't, you know, whatever. But I was like, I will track my food every day for 75 days with you because I'm kind of at a place where I've been really lax with my eating for the past couple of weeks, honestly, the past couple of months, just been focusing on my training more, giving myself flexibility to kind of enjoy my life and like not track everything. And I know I've definitely let myself like overdo it a little bit and, you know, like be a little bit too lenient with myself. I think like married life of like, oh yeah, I'm cooking fun foods for someone. Like let's make fun, let's make a fun dessert or let's make a fun breakfast. Uh, Definitely been enjoying that a lot. And so I was like, yeah, for 75 days, I will track every day. I'll just eat at maintenance. And then my original plan was to start a fat loss phase in January because that's always a good time. I know that I wanted to lose a little bit of body fat before like spring break next year, before summer next year. And so that had been my plan for a while. And on Sunday, so it's Thursday when I'm recording this, the podcast will come out on Monday. So I guess a week before this was released, I was thinking about it and I was like, man, when else in my life have I done a dieting phase where I am living with someone who is also in a place where they're really taking care of their, you know, nutrition, their training, whatever, like how much easier will my dieting phase be if I'm doing it while my husband is also doing something very similar? Daniel's not doing 75 hard for weight loss or anything like that. He's literally just doing it to dial in his eating, make sure he's eating well, eating enough, and then just like exercise. For him, it really is about just like discipline and a goal. And for me, that's what I was going to do at first as well. But then as I was thinking about it, I was like, man, it might be kind of hard to like start or harder than necessary to start my dieting phase when Dan's already finished this challenge. He's a lot more lax again, you know, like he's just kind of like back in school. It's going to be freezing in January. And I was like, man, the weather's so nice out right now. Like it's going to be easier to go on my walks. It might be easier to do cardio, but I know for a fact it's going to be a lot easier to stick with my dieting protocols, with my deficit numbers. It's going to be a lot easier to do that if Daniel is also for 75 days, which if you do the math, it's about 10 and a half weeks, if he is like really dialing in for 10 and a half weeks. So on Sunday night, I he was planning to start 75 hard on Monday the next day, and I was too, starting at maintenance. But I told him on Sunday night, I was like, I kind of think I want to do a diet with you. Like I kind of think while you do 75 hard, I'm going to do it too, but I think I'm going to be in a deficit and do like a 10 and a half week mini cut. 
So I want to chat a little bit about what a mini cut is because spoiler, it's now Thursday. We started Monday. I'm on day four of my cut. Um, I decided to start a fat loss phase. I had not really been planning to do this until January, but I was like, why not? Having 10 weeks where like my accountability partner lives with me and my accountability partner is doing it with me, that's hard to say no to. If you've ever done a dieting phase when you've lived in a house with other people, you know that it can be harder than it needs to be when you're like, man, this person is eating this really fun food or like, ugh, they really want to go out for date night, but like, it'd be so much easier for my protocols if we could just cook at home or, oh, they want to go out for drinks, but like, I don't want to go drink right now. And so, man, I'm like 10 and a half weeks where my husband wants to cook at home. He's not drinking. He's exercising every day. Like that might make this deficit a heck of a lot more enjoyable for me. So I want to chat a little bit about what a mini cut is because I think there are some misconceptions and I do believe that in hearing about a mini cut, a lot of you or maybe just some of you will be like, oh yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I should do that too. And it might not be the best idea based on the person. So I want to chat a little bit about what a mini cut is in comparison to just a regular deficit. I want to talk about what it is in the context of how I'm doing it right now. And then I want to talk about how I'm doing it right now and what I'm, what protocols I'm setting for myself. I want to share like my goals and like my, even like my macros, I'll share what, whatever kind of stuff here, because I think it can be helpful to hear what people are doing and you'll see like how simple it really can be. Um, And just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy though. Let's get that straight. But I want to share a little bit about what a mini cut is. So a mini cut is exactly what it sounds like. It's just a smaller, in terms of time length, um, it's a smaller calorie deficit. So typically for a mini cut, this means that you will drop food a little bit more than normal, but it's a shorter period of time. Mini cuts are often done leading up to a big event. They are often done if someone is in like a building phase or in a maintenance phase, and maybe they've overshot their targets a bit. They've put on a little bit more fat than they want. So they want to go into like a couple of weeks of a dieting phase just to cut back a little bit of body fat and then continue moving forward. Um, And so that's kind of what I'm doing right now, I think. I, but I feel like I'm kind of in the middle. Like if you have a, a, a calorie deficit, a diet, phase on one end of the spectrum and then a mini cut on the other end of the spectrum. The traditional dieting phase calorie deficit would entail longer period of time, um, smaller like calorie deficit, a smaller restriction. So you're eating a little bit more, but you're in a deficit for a bit longer. Mini cut on the other hand is a larger deficit. So you're eating fewer calories, but it's for a shorter amount of time. Now I will say, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I want to do a mini cut then because like I can cut my food way back and like then after a couple of weeks I reach my goals. It's not that way. A mini cut is still going to be like eight to 12 weeks, two to three months. And with a mini cut, you can't go out and just eat whatever you want and go crazy on the weekends. You have to be super adherent and diligent with it. Um, and I personally don't advise mini cuts for people who haven't already gone through successful calorie deficits because I think it can mess with your head a little bit if you're trying to go too intense too quickly, but I'm kind of in the middle, I guess. Like I'm going for about 10 and a half, 11 weeks. So that would be the timeline of a mini cut essentially. Um, but I haven't like drastically, drastically cut my numbers. Like I'm in a pretty moderate calorie deficit. Um, however, because I didn't drop, drop, drop my food low, I hate being hungry. Like I just can't do it. Um, so instead of that, I'm just like 
non-negotiable. I have to hit my step goal every single day. That is hands down. I don't care. Like I will hit 10,000 steps every single day. My movement will remain high. I will remain active. I'm going over 10,000 steps most days because I'm going outside with Daniel and playing with our dog and just more active so that I can keep food higher. Um, And so that's kind of where I am right now. So a mini cut, like I said, shorter duration, slightly higher calorie deficit. um, And that's basically what a mini cut is. But let me talk about how I'm doing this over the next 75 days. Today is day four. Oh my gosh, (laughs) only 71 more days to go. Um, No, but I'll kind of give you like my list of goals that I'm hitting. And when I tell you like I love having a list of goals to hit and Daniel loves having a list of goals to hit, we do not slack. I do not take this lightly. I will hit my goals no matter what it takes, okay? And so I think like a large part of this too, I I share this with my clients a lot. Like for most people in their fitness journeys, the one thing that they need to do to reach their goals, I'm telling you, the one thing that most people miss out on when it comes to reaching their goals is just making up your mind. Like too many people live in that gray area of like, I want to do this, but like, I work so long during the day or like I want to do this, but like my kids are about to start this extracurricular and like I'm about to be really busy or like I want to do this, but like I just don't know if I can follow through. And they spend years in that like liminal space between consideration and then taking action. And so if there's one thing I'm going to do, it's take action. And so when I go through these goals, these aren't just things that I'm aiming for most of the time. I can tell you, especially since I have a deadline of like 75 days with my accountability partner doing this, I am hitting these goals every single day, no matter what. So goal number one, I am hitting my macros every single day, no matter what. It doesn't matter if I'm going out to eat. It doesn't matter if I'm going to a party and someone else is supplying the food. I am doing my absolute best to track that food as accurately as I can, and I am hitting my macros. I Okay, well, here I am saying no matter what. There is one day that I am not going to be tracking and I'm not going to be caring about my macros, and that's Thanksgiving, um, because yes, this will fall over Thanksgiving. However, um, Daniel and I are doing Thanksgiving in for well in the city where we live <laughs> this week uh, or this year, and so it's not like we're going home and having Thanksgiving with both of our families and like you know having multiple Thanksgivings. Like I'm. I'm not going to gorge or like binge on Thanksgiving. I'm going to eat the food that I want to eat, enjoy it, and then move on with my life. So um, other than Thanksgiving, I will be hitting my macros every single day. I will be hitting at least 10,000 steps every single day, rest days included. I will be drinking a gallon of water every single day. I will be reading every single day, which I do anyway, so I feel like that's kind of like a lame goal to set, but I will continue to read every single day, and then um, I am hitting my workouts four to five times a week, and so those are my non-negotiables, and that is what is going to get me through this mini cut. I am along the way going to be tracking my progress. Um, I guess I also should have included during like my fitness journey recap over 2022. I had also quit weighing myself for a while just because to be honest with myself, like I just I wasn't taking any steps or like doing anything in my daily life to prioritize my weight at all. Like I mentioned, my goal was to get back into the groove of like enjoying my own fitness again. And honestly, like I was in a place where I cared way more about like my mental health enjoying the gym um, and I cared less about 
what my weight did in response to that. And I think I was also just kind of understanding, like I'm probably going to gain a little bit of weight, just enjoying getting back into the gym and focusing on like living my life and having fun. And I didn't want my weight to distract me from my goal. And my number one goal at the time was to like get back into loving the gym, right? So I started weighing myself again. (laughs) Yep. I gained a little bit of weight, but it's not the end of the world. Um, So I started weighing myself again. I'm tracking my weight every single day, um, tracking all of these metrics to make sure that I'm making progress in the way that I want to. But my goal really for the next 71 days is just to keep ticking these boxes. I'm not doing any crazy switch ups. I'm not going to be lowering food as of now. If down the road, if I notice that my progress is stalling, maybe I'll consider lowering my food, but I'll probably just raise my step goal a little bit. I'm not adding in any crazy cardio. Like I am literally just hitting my nutrition goals, hitting my step goal, and then just like continuing on, like doing it over and over again. And so I hope that this is helpful because it really is not about totally uprooting your life most of the time. Most of the time, it's just about like making up your mind. What do you want to do? And then commit to it. And if you don't feel like doing it sometimes, get over it. Honestly, sorry, like get over it. We don't, we're not always going to feel into it. Um, You're not always going to feel like you want to do it. And if you want to quit, if you want to give up, you can absolutely do that. But then don't complain when you don't see the progress, you know? And if you kind of are hearing a little bit of tough love here and you're like, yeah, I love that. I love tough love. Like I need someone to set me straight. Then I want to encourage you to check out episode 20, the tough love episode. And I also want to encourage you to check out episode, let me see, episode 27, the key to improving your decision-making skills. These two episodes are, I think, really valuable if you, if you enjoy or appreciate or just respond well to like straight talk, just like, hey, here's what you got to do, being upfront, um, a little bit more of the tough love side of things. I think you would definitely enjoy those episodes, but just having those conversations with myself of like, okay, I've had my season of giving myself grace. I've had my season of giving myself a break, enjoying getting back to the gym. I know that I enjoy like taking time off. I enjoy relaxing just as much as the next person. But I also know that there is such a true part of me that loves feeling like I've accomplished a challenging task and feeling like I've done something that I really wanted to do. And so setting this kind of fitness goal for myself and having a buddy that is going to go through it with me has been really exciting. And it's given me like, I don't know, it's just kind of made me feel like how I used to feel when I started my fitness journey, when I worked with my first coach of like, yes, like I remember feeling this drive and feeling like, okay, I have someone checking in with me. I have someone making sure I follow through and at the most, like the biggest thing for me, and this is something I share a lot with my clients who, especially my clients who have kids, my clients who are busy, my clients who live so much of their life for other people. For most of us, our fitness journey, honestly, for everyone, your fitness journey might be the only part of your day that's just about you. Because guess what? Yeah, you have macro goals, you have a workout to do, you have steps to hit. You could see this as like, oh my gosh, another task that I have to complete. Woe is me playing your tiny violin. Like this sucks. My life is so hard. Why why are these challenges so hard for me? Or, or I guess I should say, and you can also view it as this is something that I am doing just because I know it's important to me. This is when you get to be selfish. 75 hard, your dieting phase, your building phase, your maintenance phase, whatever it is with your fitness journey. 
this is something that is not going to impact someone else directly in your life. Nobody, like honestly, nobody's going to care if you don't hit your goals. Nobody cares if you miss your macros. Nobody cares if you miss your step goal. They might not even know if you miss your step goal, if you miss your workout, if you miss your training, but you will know. By the same token, you will know when you reach that goal. You're going to know that you checked all those boxes today. You're going to know that you hit your macros. You're going to know that you hit your steps. You're going to know that you hit your training. And that feeling of accomplishment, that feeling of pride, that feeling of just like I did it for me, you can't, you can't make that up. You just can't substitute it. I love that feeling. I love knowing like, hey, I did this hard thing today for no other reason than to make me proud. And I feel like that's such a fun thing that we don't really get in many other areas of life. You perform well at work, probably because your boss needs it, your supervisor needs it, your clients need it, your partner needs it. You do well in school, okay, well, you're it's because you're paying tuition, you're doing it to impress your professor, you're doing it to get a job down the road, like you're doing it as a means for success down the road. Your fitness journey, you're doing that to feel confident, you're doing that to improve your own quality of life, you're doing that to feel pride, um, to feel just like that sense of confidence. Like it's just a different ball game when you are challenging yourself literally just for you. And it's a selfish challenge and it's a fun challenge. And you know, it might not directly improve those around you, like their lives or anything, but it does indirectly benefit those people around you. I've never met someone who is a worse partner, a worse mom, a worse dad, a worse sister, a worse cousin, a worse employee, a worse boss because they started taking care of their health. If you are a healthier, happier, more confident version of yourself and you are genuinely improving your health and fitness, you will be better for those around you, right? And so um, this was such a long tangent and I don't know if anyone will listen to this, let alone enjoy it, but Maybe my story will resonate with some of you. Maybe you've never started a fitness journey in your life. Maybe you've been trying to start a fitness journey and you just needed someone to tell you, make up your mind already. (laughs) Um, But maybe you're also like a coach or a similar like a fitness professional or someone who takes pride in the way that they care about their fitness. Maybe you're in that dark season that I was like walking through for a few months. Maybe you're on your way out. I don't know where you are or who you are. I would love to hear from you if you, if any of this resonated with you, but I hope that this was a helpful episode and can kind of shed light that like we all struggle. We all struggle um, in different areas of our life. It manifests in different ways and there's always a way out. There always is a way out. Sometimes it does take pulling back, pulling back the slingshot a little bit, you know, doing some back end work, taking care of yourself, giving yourself grace, being a little bit more gentle with your approach. And then sometimes it does take like, all right, pull yourself up, get up, get out of the mess, set a goal for yourself and just start, like just commit. So that's where I am right now. Day four, um, out of at least 75, I think what I'll do when the holidays hit, like when it's December, we're set to finish on like December 2nd, I think. Um, So my plan is I'll probably just keep going until Christmas time when we go home to see our families. And then I'll likely just take like a diet break where I'll probably take like two or three weeks eating at maintenance calories. I'll enjoy like Christmas through New Year's, just eating at maintenance and just kind of living my life. And then in January, I will revisit where I am in terms of my progress, where I want to be with my progress. If I want to keep cutting, then I will. If I don't, then I won't. But I know for a fact that I'm going to finish out 75 days diligently, consistently. I'm doing it for me. I can't wait to like feel proud of myself after these 75 days. I can't wait to 
start the new year with so much progress already under my belt. And so, yeah, I'm excited. And I had been hesitant to share this on Instagram, I think, because topics like 75 hard or these like types of challenges can be a little bit polarizing. People thinking like, no, you know, fad diets are so bad. And I wouldn't necessarily call this a fad diet, but it can definitely be treated like one. So I don't know, kind of polarizing. I'm kind of in the middle. Um, but I'm excited for this challenge. I wanted to share it. I do plan after I share this on Instagram um, to be a little bit more open about the process during my deficit and following through with like the protocols that I'm doing and like posting meals that I'm eating and and just kind of stuff like that because I think it's fun to follow along. So if you're interested in following along, I would definitely um, follow my Instagram because I'll be sharing that kind of stuff probably to my stories more than anything. Um, But yeah, all my contact info is in the show notes as always. I hope this was an enjoyable or entertaining episode for you. If you have any feedback at all, I'd love to hear from you. But that's all we've got this week. So I will talk to you next time.